sorry I'm late. Had a bunch of technical issues. Um, oh, God. I guess when I updated to Ventura, because I, I, I waited to update to Ventura. I was like, I don't know. I might give it a couple of months. I don't know. But then all the reviews came in, and everyone was like, it's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like, it's like, it's like, if you don't real, if you don't care about the new features, which I kind of don't, if you don't really care about the new features, you won't even really notice a difference. And I'm like, that's the update I'm looking for. That's a great yeah. update to me, you know, um, for my Mac, at least on my phone. I like new features, but on the Mac, well, also I do need the, the new Mac uh, on the Mac. I do need the new, um, uh, uh, um, edit, edit iMessages which you only get with Ventura on the Mac. So, ah, there you go. So I needed to have that. So that that's the that's one good feature. feature. It's the one feature I'll, I'll probably actually use. Yeah. Um but yeah, other than that, I probably won't use any. I probably won't be using the the stage manager. I just everyone is complaining about it. And so I'm like, maybe I'll just avoid it. Like I have a I don't have any issues managing Windows right now. I don't have an issue with that. So I I I know how to keep my windows where they are and I know how to manage all of them. So I don't, I don't have issues. I don't struggle with that. So I don't think I'm going to get involved in stage manager until they improve it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, let's see. Um, all right. It's Monday. We're live and alive. We're back in standard time. Yeah. I can't suck. I, I, I was, I was like, huh, that's weird that the, you know, what happened is, uh, yesterday i was like i told my roommates i'm like we should watch this movie they go what time i'm like i look at my watch because on my watch i have a complication on my apple watch i have a complication that tells me what time the sun is setting or rising depending on Mm -hmm. what's happening next because i like to know what's i just i like to know that information usually i like to know when the sun is setting to have a rough idea of like when dark begins and i was like it was like the sun was setting at like 543 or something and i'm like huh that's kind of weird i didn't even really think about it i just noticed sunset and i was so but i was like in the mood of, i was in the mode of like picking a time for a movie i'm like so like six seven eight what you know and then uh and then like and oh this was yesterday i had done laundry and usually when i do laundry i put it in the washer then i put it in the dryer and i i always set a timer uh to remind myself hey in like an hour go get it out of the out of the machine and i, I just didn't this time i just didn't yesterday i just forgot and um so it i i did laundry at like you know two in the afternoon and then like 11 o'clock at night i'm like oh my god i forgot to get out of the dryer it's been sitting there and and i i turned to my roommate i go i i go alex i i, I forgot to do this like eight hours ago i i never done i i never done this before it's never happened to me before i always i always am so good and he goes well the time change probably messed you up i go what are you talking about <laughs> he goes the time change i'm like Oh, that, oh, did that happen? Is that why the sun set so early? He's like, yeah, that happened. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. the time change didn't fuck me up. I just forgot to set a timer. I think what happened is I went, to, I put it in the dryer and then took a nap. And then I that I forgot to set a timer. And then by the time the nap was over, I, by the time I woke up, I'm like, I totally forgot about it. You know, so what, but that's how I found out the time changed. Um, and, and I still don't fully understand why. Why would the time change fuck up me getting stuff out of the dryer? Yeah, I don't think that makes sense. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't really get that. But he wanted me to ask you, did you pre-order your copy of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. No. I, I wish I could play that game. I wish I had time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it looks good? 
Um, I don't really know. I don't know. I haven't seen much since like a trailer that came out six months ago. Apparently, new trailer but tomorrow on, as we record this. So by the time it's out, it'll be out. But yeah. Oh, I'm I'm mostly interested in what the starters look like. Um, well, that was already announced, wasn't it? Well, I want to see what their final form. Oh, the final like. form. That's, that's what I care about. The final um, form, Jerry. And it, honestly, if I was gonna get a new Pokemon game, I would get Legends Arceus. I wouldn't get one of these games just just because i would want to do something different oh you sure, haven't you haven't I'm played sure. arceus yet arceus whatever mm-hmm. i don't know how to pronounce it yeah yeah so here's the thing about legends arceus is that it's a uh, it's a great really really great pokemon game as far as like comparing it to other games it's like it's solid it's pretty good it's fun like i enjoyed it but compared to like other just other video games in general you, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those where, like, for this franchise, it's like the way that people usually grade Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, it's like, it's good for Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, but mm-hmm. it's sort of, it's sort of the same, kind of the same thing, kind of the same thing. So, sorry, I cut you off. Um, I, I don't know. I think that was all I wanted to say. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I have so much affection for the Pokemon franchise and... I, I have not kept up with it in a long, long time, but so much like affection and nostalgia from playing it as a little kid that like, I think I would always probably enjoy playing the new games. Um, but there's so many other games that I would rather play. And especially because yeah. the Pokemon games in general don't have a great track record in terms of quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the there's, fact I mean, that so many of them, the Pokemon games, you, they've been forced to mobile. They have to have a, a mobile console, which, like, you're an adult. Why, do, why would you have that? You know what I mean? You're not sitting in the back right. of mom's minivan anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, thank thank God for the Switch. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hope it's cool. I I'm, I hope that it's good. I mean, the, the problem with this is that it's just the same game over and over. Right. Um, that, that that's I mean, what's it's, interesting it's, about Legends Arceus. It's a good Arceus. game. It's a right. good game. It's they got they got a good formula clearly, but I, that that's why I would pick Arceus over this game. Yeah, because that at least is a different formula exactly. Although supposedly Scarlet and Violet is doing sort of the open world thing ish like Legends. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. Which is, you know, an int- interesting take that they, you know, because I was kind of worried. What I thought they were going to do is I, I just assumed like, oh, this new like Pokemon Legends thing they're doing, this will be the open world 3D. Like this will be the, this will be those type of games and then they'll keep the mainline games is what they've always been. But they, I guess they're not doing that. They're doing like, they're going all in on open world. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, it's still, they all still sort of look like you guys could have worked an extra year on this, but no, they need a new right. one every year. Yeah. Po- yeah what, exactly. what, what was the drill tweet? Pokemon dipshit and Pokemon shit ass versions. <laughs> that's a good tweet. <laughs> I think I saw that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. I just wish. I. I. It sometimes it just feels like the game freak doesn't care about their fans. No, they don't. That because 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 the problem is that their fans will always buy whatever they put out, so they don't need right. to be that concerned about quality. Yeah, you know, so true. that it that. You know, and they have a monopoly on Pokemon, so I mean, they don't need to—they don't need to care that much, right? That's a shame. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, let's see. We got a lot. We we got a lot. You have no idea how much I have prepared for this one episode. No oh boy. Um, 
I, I threw out all the suggestions for topics. Did you have anything? I'm I'm talking about how much I've prepared. Did you do you have anything? I I, feel I, like, I liked the topics. Okay, I just feel like I always come with like here's my list of what I want to do, and you're always like cool, and I and and there's never like a. I feel like there's not as much of a of a give and take. I just want to make sure that you're you're cool. Yeah, no, these 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 are good lists for tonight. All right, so I wanted to talk. So I just got back from AWA Anime Week in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, I wanted to go. I wanted to. I mean, you know, first of all, it was fun, you know. But the one thing I wanted to talk to you about because I wanted your take on this, you know, uh, is the COVID protocols at AWA. Okay. Um. Now, you know me, you know how much of a COVID nut I was, I mean, before the vaccines, you know, and, and I was like, I'm not going anywhere. If I have to go anywhere, I'm wearing a mask. Like I was like, you know, I won't see anybody. I don't care how safe you're being. I don't believe you. You're not coming near me. You know, you remember I was, a. I mean, I was oh, yeah. a nut. And I will say you and I are in that, you know, the two of us are in that club of never had COVID. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, yeah. it's sort of worked out it sort of paid off uh so it sort of paid off so but you know and then uh you know the vaccines came out we got a little more lax i i still have my like i don't like to get together with people who aren't vaccinated rule but you know uh, other than that like i'm pretty relaxed about it much more so now you know like we go to that we go to concerts and stuff i don't wear a mask because because there is part of me that kind of feels like let me know if you feel this way too that there is part of me that kind of feels like if i'm going to like a big event or a fun activity or whatever I'll kind of take the risk of getting COVID. You know what I mean? I've been vaccinated. I've been boosted. Like, you know, I'm relatively young still, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not someone with a compromised immune system. Like, I'll take the risk of getting COVID at this point if it means I can enjoy myself and not have to wear a mask. You know, do you Mm -hmm. kind of feel the same? Yeah, I do. I mean, I haven't thought about wearing a mask in a long time. I think, I don't know. It, It feels like we're kind of at a point where it's not that scary anymore. Like it'd be one thing if there's like this brand new variant or something and cases were rising and it was really crazy. I actually looked at like you cases in the U S for the first time in several months today. I was just curious. I was like, Oh, I wonder like what's, what's it look like? And it's like mostly flat for months now. So it doesn't seem like there's really anything to worry about. It's just, it's just always going to be some amount of cases and, I don't know. I think you just kind of have to accept that if you get it, you get it at this point. Yeah, I mean, especially if you know you're you're vaccinated and and boosted, and maybe now you know double boosted with the the new booster. I just got the new booster, um, and uh, you know it, it's like even even if I get COVID, which is still possible, you know, uh, even if I get COVID, it'll probably be severely reduced. It'll be like a little cold or something, you know. Because mm-hmm. I've been vaccinated, so yeah, I I I I do think there there is a reasonable argument to make that like, look, at this point, if you get it, you get it, and you, you just assume you've been vaccinated, and you'll probably be mostly fine. Um, now there are concerns about long COVID, and there are you know, and and which of course, like the COVID severity increases as you get older, you know. But people like yep. you and I, we're relatively young still. At least we mm-hmm. like to think we are. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know. So, you know, long COVID concerns aside, there are a lot of things where I'm willing to say, hey, I'm, you know, you know, so like me going to AWA, 
I speci- I specifically got the new booster two weeks before A. Well, like eleven days before A, but which is about what it takes to get fully built up antibodies, T cells, all that stuff. So I was like, perfect. The booster's out. I'm going to this thing in a couple weeks. I'll get it just in time, and then I won't have to worry about wearing a mask while I'm there because that's annoying. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I get there, and uh, I'm asking, you know, should I buy the badge? You know, because you can go to the convention, but if you don't get the badge, you don't get into all the rooms. The biggest one Mm -hmm. is the dealer's room where you can buy stuff and shop and all that stuff. And that's kind of the fun one. So I'm like, all right, well, should I get the badge? You're like, yeah, you probably should. We're all getting it. You know, you you know, I'm like, all right, well, if you guys are getting it too, you know, then I'll I'll get, you know, we had some friends who got like the full three, four day badge. But me and a couple people I was hanging out with mostly, we just got the two day. We're like, that's all we need. So I'm like, all right, I'll get the badge. Well, in order to get the badge, listen to the rules, okay? You have to show proof of, I believe it was proof of a recent vaccination, like recent booster, okay? Okay. And I, and I was going, fuck, I forgot to take a picture of my new COVID card where I oh, get the geez. new. So I was like, fuck, I forgot to do it. You know, so my last booster was from like a year ago, you know, according to the latest photo I have on my phone. You know, I forgot to take a picture of it. I felt like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Or you have to bring proof of a negative test okay which i'm like wow okay so that's interesting okay so we all rapid test you know they you know my friends in atlanta they had plenty so we all rapid test we're all negative we bring the rapid tests in they check it you know we get that we get they check it we're all good they get it let's get the badge we buy the badge i go into i go to go into the dealer's room they go you gotta have a mask I go, no, 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 I, I tested negative today. I, that's how I got the badge. I just got vaccinated. I just got boosted. I'm, I'm good. They're like, I don't care. You got to have a mask. Now, my question to you is what do you think about this policy? Uh, I mean, what, what's, what's the point of the, like, the negative test and the recent booster if you're also going to make people wear masks? I mean, it's like it's. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Might might help a little bit in case like someone someone got COVID after they took the tests, which is unlikely. Um, I mean, it's like one of those things that's like maybe better safe than sorry, but like I don't really feel that way anymore. With, with all of the all of the precautions that they already put in place, seems like a little overkill. Right. That's kind of how I felt too. Um, you know, so I I just kind of felt like. Well, there, there were two kind of two things that annoyed me about it. Is like one, I don't want to have to wear a mask. I, I find them annoying, you know. And of course, re- and really, I feel like if we're all being honest, nobody likes wearing a mask. We no. did it for a while. Some of us still do it. I still do it from time to time, depending on context. But we we did it for a while, and some of us still do it because it's like, well, I don't want to get sick, and this has been proven to work, or at least to at least reduce sickness, especially the N95. That's the big one. That's the best one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but we don't, we do this as a way to go to, to, to try to prevent sickness. But if we can prevent sickness in other ways with, you know, having everyone test, you know, test negative, making sure everyone's vaccinated, things like that, then what do we do in the mask? Kind of, but you could argue abundance of caution, you know, yeah. but it just, it just sort of annoyed me because it, to me, it felt a little bit like hygiene theater. It felt a little bit like, we're 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 trying to make it look like we're doing everything we can, especially once you start thinking about how 
you could fake a negative test or you could have someone else do it for you or you could steal someone else's borrow your friends yeah. you know what i mean um and and who's to say i didn't take that rapid test five weeks ago yeah exactly you know, you know what i mean what did, what did you just have to take a picture of it i don't know i brought my physical rapid test i like wrapped it in a little oh, plastic oh. baggie that i i took it took it that morning wrapped it in a little plastic bag and then brought it with Gross. me physically what do you mean, gross? I put it. I put it in like a like a sandwich bag. I mean, I I know it's sanitary, but I don't want, I don't want to carry that around with me. No, I know. I I, I had to put it in my pocket. It was a little bit annoying, but not too yeah. bad. But but yeah. So you know, I, I mean, and the, and also there's there, there. So it kind of bothered me on that front because it felt a little bit like it felt a little bit performative, you know. And mm-hmm. but the other way it bothered me is that. There is this tendency, and there has been this tendency all along with COVID, at least here in America, to put the the burden on the individual. It's on you as the individual to not get COVID. You know, if the organizers of the event were genuinely serious about preventing COVID at, from spreading at their event, it you know, it's sort of like um, – how you can tell when someone is serious about reducing something based on what actions they take. They take. Do, do the, uh, the actions that they're taking, will they genuinely reduce the issues that they're concerned about or is it just performative? You know what I mean? Like abortion yeah. is the best example where like there's people who claim they want to reduce abortions. But the actions that a lot of those people take to reduce abortions, they, they don't actually reduce abortions. Like a lot of those same people, they like – they don't fight for like free – like contraception for people they don't fight for you know good sex education in public schools in fact they want the opposite they want abstinence only sex education which we know doesn't work and actually increases teenage pregnancy you know what i mean so like like and those are not steps that someone those are not actions that someone would take if they genuinely wanted to reduce abortion and likewise with covid i feel like these are not the steps that someone would take if they genuinely wanted to reduce the spread of covid at their event i think what they would actually do is they would mandate that every single person get tested on site by their employees so they can verify it right and then on top of that they would have like hipaa filters like in all the rooms, you know what I mean? Like, like the, like that to constantly be filtering and circulating the air to make sure that, you know, the people breathing, you know, it's not just staying in the air forever, that the air is actually circulating. That would actually right. be effective, right? But that's not what they're doing because that would be expensive and time consuming. So they put the, they put the, uh, the burden on the individuals and then it looks like they're doing something. And I, I they, that is the kind of thing that really, that really annoys me. I don't know, and I, and I and I got really annoyed about it. And I think I annoyed my friends a little bit because one of them had <laughs> one of them had to sort of calm me down. He had to be like, "Look, Tyler, we like masks." I go, "No, we don't like masks. We like not being sick." And if the mask gets in the way, he goes, "No, no, no, Tyler, you don't you don't get it. We don't care about that. We don't care about whether or not we get sick. We care about wearing masks. We like masks. It's performative. It's that's what it's all about." I'm like, "Yeah, all right, all right, fine. I'll shut up." <laughs> Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, I, I, what do you think? It just, it just honestly surprises me that any event would be doing that. I was surprised too. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Like, when was the last time that, like, I, I can't even think of one, like, in recent memory, in like the last year, probably, where it was like, well, maybe less than a year, but still, like, it doesn't feel like anyone has been mandating that 
to like the point of like you do not enter this place so yeah i think it's annoying it's i don't know especially at a thing like that where like everyone is <laughs> everyone is in each other's hotel rooms and eating at the same restaurants and hanging out in the hotel lobby do, doing whatever without masks when you're not inside this little room that it just feels annoying to me right and that's the other funny thing is that like it's all in a big hotel building so like if you go if you're in the lobby you don't have to wear a mask if you move 10 feet yeah. from the lobby to this other room you have to wear a mask and somehow that's going to prevent the spread of disease it doesn't it doesn't right. have, it doesn't even make any sense it would no. it would actually make more sense if they said look if you're indoors anywhere in this building you have to wear a mask that would mm-hmm. make more sense it wasn't even yeah. that it was no if you go in specific rooms you know, which again, my guess is that these are the only rooms that the organizers of the event can control. The other parts are are owned by the hotel, and they have no jurisdiction. Or that's my guess. But still, it's like this. It it's not. I don't know. I went to I went to Holiday Matsuri last year in Florida, which is the COVID capital of the country, basically. With you know, our governor who seems to love COVID. You know, but why he Big got that? Yeah, it's how we got that nickname, Death Death Santis, right? So, and and none of these were in place, you know. And maybe it's just because it's Florida, they're like, we don't give a shit. But like, I don't know. I was just, I was just surprised. I was just surprised that it was so, it was so strict. Yeah, that is shocking to me. So, I don't know, especially in Georgia too. I mean, that's not like it's a blue state. Yeah, I mean, not, I mean it, it, it's ar- arguably, but not really. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still pretty, you know. In general, I mean, although Atlanta is like a pretty, you know hidden yeah. with it kind of city so i guess maybe that but yeah i thought the whole thing was i thought the whole thing was kind of weird and i wanted your take on it um so yeah i thought i thought yeah, all the I'm with you. yeah i thought all the covid protocols were kind of dumb but the joke's on me because i got sick so oh god well yeah. and that happens every con it kind of does uh not every con but like i'll it, like i don't know i feel like once a year i end up going to a con and getting sick you know mm-hmm. i feel like i'm sick once a year Usually after a con. Last year it was after Horror Nights. And this year it was after many weeks of Horror Nights and then immediately a con. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I tested twice. I, I, I wasn't COVID. I, I think it was just a normal, I guess it was just a normal cold. So if I sound a little bit weird or different today, that's why I'm still a little bit, little bit congested. I'm not like blowing my nose anymore. It was I was for, uh, I think on Saturday I was a lot. But like, yeah, I mean... But yeah, now I mean you can tell I feel I feel fine. I just uh, yeah, my voice I think still sounds a little bit off. So that's hmm. why. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been I've been so sick this year. It's been really weird. No, it's because you stopped wearing your mask. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I, I don't know. I've gotten like sick. It was during the summer. I got sick like really three times during like a few months span. I was like, what the hell is going on? It was so annoying. Um, I don't know. I've been sick more this year than I have been like the previous few years combined i would say i don't know i don't know maybe there's mold in my apartment or something <laughs> could, be, could be anything yeah um, i mean i uh, maybe it's it's uh you know like people you know were inside and and you know not diseases and sicknesses and illnesses weren't really spreading a lot and now it's everybody's yeah. back out and it's just it's out, things are just out there more i mean I, I mean i'm hearing people talk about uh, uh there's some some disease that mostly affects children that's sort of like surging right now and oh, people I I heard about that yeah i forget what it's called R- rsv something like that i don't know but like 
um, that's kind of surging. People were like, make sure you disinfect surfaces and stuff. And they were like, and yes, it actually works for this one. COVID, we were totally off about that. But this one, actually, that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I've heard people saying like, oh, yeah, the flu is supposed to be really bad this year. Like this, like just the strain of flu is going around is, is like seems worse than usual this year. So like mm-hmm. if you haven't got your COVID booster yet, probably a good idea to get the COVID booster slash flu shot like all in one. And apparently the flu shot is a good match this year for the flu strain that's going around you know sometimes it doesn't always match um but apparently this year flu shot's pretty good um which the flu shot is a vaccine to be clear some people don't know that but (laughs) right right but yeah so i just i just uh yesterday i changed i changed uh, the sheets on my bed i was like well i'm pretty much over my sickness i should probably put different bed sheets on yeah that's a good idea and uh boy i gotta tell you i i my bed sheets are terrible I, What's wrong with them? Well, I've had these. I've had, I, I, you know, I'm not someone who's very fancy. I have a couple pairs of bed sheets. And they're fine, and and I've always been very happy with them. And then, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, I was like, you know, what? I should get a pair of bed sheets that I actually like instead of just ones that have been sort of bought for me at some point. You know, so I just bought. I just want Amazon black bed sheet. I just want plain black bed sheets. Bought a new comforter too because the, the other one was like old and ripped and just ah, not not feeling it so i get these new bed sheets and i'm like oh i don't know if i like the way they feel i'm not sure you know but let me warm up to them and let me wash them at least once or twice see if that helps you know but they still kind of feel a little bit off so then i'm like all right, so then i'm so i was using those for a little while then i put um, and then i'm like all right well now i i slept on these you know on these while i was sick so let me put and i put the old bed sheets back on you know and uh, and I'm like, wow, these are so much better. Why are these old bed sheets that I've been using for years so much more comfortable than the new ones I just bought? So I look at the material they're made out of. The old ones are like Egyptian cotton. I'm hmm. like, ooh, that sounds fancy. Did I buy the wrong one? The new ones I bought are like polyester. And like, I, I, I guess, I guess I'm like, that's. I guess I made the wrong choice. I had no idea that bed sheets could feel so terrible. So I What's now, the thread count? See, oh, that's the other thing. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I feel it's like all the, about the thread count. Do you think that's the difference? I figured maybe it's, the material it, would be the first first problem. I mean, I think the material would probably be like more noticeably different, but I think the thread count is pretty important too. I know that's a thing that's like advertised a lot. Yeah, uh, I was. I, I looked for thread count on uh, my the old sheets that I have. I didn't see it like on the tag though. Maybe it's not on the tag. Yeah. So that yeah, I don't know. I just know the more threads, the better. That's what I've heard too, but I didn't. I don't know. I wonder if I can go to my orders and see, like, you yeah, know, probably. Let me see. Here we go. Bed sheets, uh, four piece bedding, queen size, right? I don't see where it says uh, thread count. Like usually, you think that you would put that in the uh, in the yeah, ridiculously. Yeah, the ridiculously like SEO uh, yeah. Amazon title, <laughs> right? Yeah, those titles are always like two lines long. Yeah. Um, okay, so someone so someone asked a question. What is the thread count? Um, I doesn't even answer the question. Mm. It just says, "Oh, anything under eight hundred is bad. You go with something higher." That doesn't answer the question about the thread count of these. 
I'll have to do a bunch of research. Now, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to buy Egyptian cotton sheets. I'm going to buy black Egyptian cotton sheets. And then from there, I'll I'll look into thread count. Like, this will be the order that I go in. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So Egyptian cotton. Look at you. You know what? I have expensive taste. I'm a fancy person. uh, And I'm not ashamed. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's next? What's next? Oh. Are you looking at chat? No. Oh my god, you don't have chat open? Alex is asking if you pre ordered Pokemon Scarlet or Pokemon Violet. Oh really? I oh, get that's funny. Yeah, I, I, I asked I asked earlier and you Listen said no. To the show. I think he was out. He had to go yeah, help his sister it. feed a cat or something. Oh cool. Yeah. I think I think his I think her I think his sister's cat needs like a bunch of medicine because the cat's like a thousand years old. Oh god. So um, he was like, let me go over there and like hold the cat down while they force a bunch of pills down the cat's throat to keep Love it that. alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking about it in a really mean way, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really, it, sounds, it sounds so harsh. I know, it sounds miserable. <laughs> it's barbaric. No, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just having fun. I'm just trying to have fun. Um, yeah, so you didn't, you didn't pre-order. If you were going to pre-order, which one would you get, Scarlet or Violet? Or you don't, you don't even care. You don't even. I mean, know. I, I I do care. Like, <laughs> if I was gonna get one of them, I would definitely look into because usually there's like a couple things different about them. I I have no idea. I mean, let me. Oh, these legendaries. Oh oh, real time follow up. They're pills to help the cat shit. Oh okay, so that's gotcha. important. Oh yeah, I forgot the thing is like the legendaries are like motorcycles in this game. The legendaries are motorcycles. Yeah. Okay, I might need to get this game. This so I want to ride a Pokemon motorcycle. Uh, yeah, I think someone... I remember someone told me about this a little while ago, actually. Like, you get... Apparently, you catch the legendaries very early on in the game and then ride them around the world like motorcycles. That's actually pretty fucking cool. That's, yeah, that's actually an interesting really, idea. That's actually really I just cool. Don't, I don't think the, they look very good as motorcycles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then maybe it's not cool. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't look terrible. I just, I don't know. I'm not really buying it. <laughs> I'm going to drop this picture in. Yeah, put it in our super secret text channel. Here we go. Um, The the fire one looks okay. Yeah. The other one, not so much. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It just looks weird with the wheels. Yeah, it looks very strange. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I got to watch the trailer. Yeah. All right. What do we got next? So yeah. So that was my weekend in in uh, in Atlanta. Um, I think either legendary is past or fu- is past and future. Oh, so one is one legendary is the past. One is the future. Interesting. Okay. okay. So I gotta go with the future then. Yeah, you gotta be futuristic. I'm living in tomorrow. Yeah. So that was my weekend in Atlanta. Um, and oh, you know what I want to tell you about too? Went to hmm. I went to this haunted house. Well, we were there. And I don't know if you, you probably saw my Instagram story about yeah, it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I go there and I'm like, this is going to be like discount HHN. Like, this is, you know what I mean? Like, HHN yeah. is like that they're the GOAT. Obviously, they do it better than anybody. What is this rinky think little haunted house going to be in, you know, mm-hmm. in the yeah. backwoods of Atlanta, Georgia? You know what I mean? Right. So, um, I'm, I'm, I kind of have low expectations, but I'm like, it's a haunted house with friends. It'll be fun. You know, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to have high expectations and we'll just, it'll be fun. 
we do the haunted house. Okay. Matt, how long is a haunted house at Halloween Horror Nights? Like five minutes, maybe. Five minutes, maybe. Okay. I'm going to tell you something, and I, I promise, I promise there is zero exaggeration in what I'm about to tell you. I, I'm not joking. I'm not, this is not hyperbole. I'm not joking, okay? okay? This haunted house we were in for 30 minutes. Jesus. It was unbelievable. It was incredible. I don't think I want to be in that environment for that long. <laughs> sounds way too long to be in something like it that. was it was crazy it was re- it was really really cool it was really really cool um there weren't as many like um scare actors that jump out and at you mm-hmm. and grab you you know because i just think you just they don't have the ability to do that but yeah. to, like as many like to cast that many people so it was a lot of animatronics but the animatronics mm-hmm. were incredible and but it mm-hmm. was That's it was cool. like it was as detailed a haunted house as the ones at Halloween Horror Nights. So there's stuff everywhere. And yeah. it actually ended up kind of working with how many animatronics there were because it's like there's decorations and objects everywhere all over the place. And at a certain point, it's like there's so much stuff, you have no idea what's animatronic and what isn't. Yeah, so which, things right. things just start moving, and it's like genuinely scary, even though it's not a person. Oh, you know, right. it, like it was really cool, and like, they, and then, and and you, you also that's also cool because like the the this animatronic stuff can like uh, touch you, which like because like if you're just standing oh, really? too close to it, like it's it, and it moves, right. it's gonna jump out and hit you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so that's freaky. They do stuff with the floor where like the floor is uneven, like it's like it feels like like you're walking on carpet, oh, but underneath it's like a bunch of boards that like are not nailed down and like they rock. Yeah. And, and like, there's one point where you're like in like a ship, and the ship is like crashed, so it's like sideways. You have to like w- you're walking on like very uneven floor, like almost mm-hmm. sideways. You know, so like that's cool. Like, and there and then there were a couple of scare actors, but they didn't do the thing where it was like, oh, there's a hole in the wall here, and that's where the scare actor jumps out of. No, they just stand there in the line, and they'll like walk up and down the line and like jump out at you, and like walk oh, like they they're zoned. So they they, they kind of live in a certain area, but like it was it was a totally different way of doing a haunted house compared to Halloween Horror Nights. It was it was yeah. it was really cool. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. What do you do for thirty minutes? Are you, is it just like you're just walking you're, through? You're this, just walking like, through. Mansion? Yeah. It, How well, big is this place? So I think I think it's so thirty it, minutes is like that's like a mile walk <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. That was the other thing that they didn't do. Uh, the way Horror Nights, because Horror Nights is very big on, like, you can't see what's coming next. Like, it's very much like they hide the next room from you as much as possible. You can't yeah. look over and see another part of the line. You can't look at over and see where a part of the line that you just came from back behind you. Mm-hmm. This, right. they didn't do that. They, that, that. That was not a rule. You could look over and be like, oh, I wonder when we're going to get over there. Like, you, like literally sometimes it was just like a, a waist-high fence between you and, like, another part of the line where you could see people moving. Wow. You know, mm. so like that, it was, I think that was part of how they were able to have it be so packed is like they, right. they were not trying to hide other parts of the line from you, you know, so you could look over and be like, oh, remember when we were there or look over and be like, oh, I guess that's coming up soon, you know, but like it kind of, and at first I was like, oh, that's a downside, but at a certain point it's kind of like, 
well, this thing is so long. I wonder when I am going to get to that part. You know what I mean? Like it was actually right. kind of interesting. And um, yeah, so it was it was really it was really really good, really really cool. Um, I think it's like some uh, like costume set design like place that loves that they do a haunted house. So like this is like their main thing is like every year they do this haunted house in Atlanta, and mm-hmm. um, it just seems like they spend all year on it. And then during the rest of the year they have an escape room that they also run. So that's like another way that they like make money and stuff. But their big thing is this haunted house. And also they have like a museum that I think they open all through the rest of the year. And the line for the haunted house, um, like before you go in, it part of it is you get to walk through the museum, which contains like pieces and parts of like the previous haunted houses they've done over the years, which, so it's like, it's like indoor. I mean, it's like, you know how like Horror Nights they'll like, pretend that you're like walking through like an office building or something that's just been yeah. decorated but obviously mm-hmm. it's a set that they built this is a real office building it's like a real like office building slash warehouse in atlanta and they're like yeah the right. giant warehouse part is the house but like part of the line is like you have to go through the offices so like it's it's like oh this is a real office like where people can like work but it's been dec- it's been extremely extravagantly decorated like as if it's part of like a haunt- a Halloween Horror Nights house line so like it I mean it was it was so fa- it was it, it just made it feel so much more realistic cuz i'm like right i actually am in like an office building where people could work if they wanted to it was yeah. it was really cool i should i should pull the name of it because i should give i should like tell people like hey if you want to go in atlanta next year if you live there you know what i mean or if you're in, right, the, you know right. what I mean? Because it was, it was really cool. Yeah, I haven't been to a lot of non horror nights haunted houses, but it is interesting what what they what they can do different just because they don't have the same rules. Um, they could be a lot scarier. Yeah, I don't I don't know that it was like scarier necessarily, but it was it was so much more. It was such a different experience from horror nights that I was I was mm-hmm. just beaming with joy the whole time. Because I was yeah. like, I, I was like, oh right, I'm so my brain is so used to the way HHN does houses that like I hadn't even thought about doing it in the in these ways. Yeah, it's called Netherworld. Right. Netherworld in Atlanta is the name. cool, which is a cool name. That is a good name. Yeah, and the tickets were like thirty bucks. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. So and then and then once you get out of the haunted house, they have a whole area where you can buy drinks. There's merch. Cool. And then they had a second haunted house, which was not as long. It was only 10 minutes, but uh, that one was really cool, too. What was the wait like for this thing? Um, I, Not as long as a Horror Nights house, I don't think. I mean, oh, it was I mean, it was still like you had to park and then you had to, you know, you had to park in like the plaza, at, like, like the shopping plaza next door and then walk across the street. They had to like direct traffic and like people, pedestrian traffic and stuff. Um, so I don't know, I don't know, 30, 40, 50, 30, 40 minute wait. But again, like yeah, extravagantly decorated, like on the level mm-hmm. of what you would see at Horror Nights, but they're in a real building. Like they're not just right. like on a soundstage that they have to decorate to look like yeah, a yeah. real building. It's a real build. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, it was, it, it kind of adds to the, the realism of it. Yeah. So, wow. Alex is saying Knott's Scary Farm is a haunted house in L.A. That's also really good. I never heard of that one. Yeah, I don't know that either. Yeah, I'm sure there. I'm sure there's good haunted houses all over. You know, uh, you probably just got to find them, or the, you know, you got to look in the right places. Right. 
Yeah, um, I wouldn't know. I, I don't know. I just love Horror Night so much that I'm like, that's that's my fix for the year. I don't need to go to any others. No, I mean, me, I mean, it's me too. I mean, especially because we live in Orlando, it's like, well, that's the one to go to, obviously. Mm, but like, yeah. I could see if you didn't live in a place, you know, that has a theme park in your backyard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I could see, you know, you would you would seek out other stuff like this that try to tries to do it on on that that level. And it's cool yeah. to see that there are places that do it on that level. You know. So yeah, that was fun. Um. Yeah, one thing I learned when I was in Atlanta. By the way, I started watching House of the Dragon. Nice. While I was there, because it was one of those things where it was like me, and you know, one of the other guys were sitting around waiting for everyone else to get ready, and he was like, "I'm just gonna put something on." I'm like, "Cool, whatever." He puts on House of the Dragon. I'm like, "Oh, uh, you putting on Hot D?" He's like, "Yeah, I haven't seen it yet." I'm like, "Oh, perfect, me neither." So we start watching it, you know. And I gotta, I gotta tell you, the, the way other people watch TV, it just baffles me. Hmm. I mean, people are getting up, they're going to the bathroom, they're talking over it. You know, I'm like, guys, this is a drama show. It's a dramatic series. Right. I get that it's not as good as Thrones. I'm aware of that, you know. But, Mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of still trying to follow what's going on here. You know what I mean? Those plots are so complicated. All All the names are the same. Yeah, the names are weird. I mean, you know, and, and and part of me is like, I'm like, guys, the, the the king is fucking his girlfriend's daughter. How are you not watching this? Like, can we right. pay attention, please? This is crazy. This is riveting. Anyway. Yeah. What did I say? The king's fucking his, you know, king's fucking his daughter's girlfriend. That's what it is. It's even crazier. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's wild what's going on in this show. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it's always baffling to me that like people just seem to not be bothered by like, you know. Like like me, it like like he would like I had another friend be watching it and another guy be watching the show and he would get up and like go make food. I'm like, I'm gonna pause. He's like, Nah, don't worry about it. I'm like, Okay. Meanwhile, yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Meanwhile, like you know, the episode ends. I'm like, We doing another one? He's like, Yeah, sure. I'm like, All right, but you have to wait because I gotta go pee. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, right, I, you can't right, hit play yet. No, not yet. I'm I'm getting up. Why would you? Yeah. Pee? You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna miss something. Right. Well, I don't want to miss it. I don't know. I just it it so whatever. Yeah, I get it. People are weird. People, people are very insane. people are very weird. You know what was a cool thing that happened while I was there? We're really going long on time. Are you okay with that? Yeah. You know what was a cool thing that happened there? iOS sixteen had an update while I was there. I think it probably happened came up before. I just didn't update till I got there. But they added live activities where like a thing will appear and stay on your lock screen as like this is information you need constantly. Let me put it yeah. there for a while. And then at the same time, my flight tracker app that I use, Flighty, great app. If you're ever taking a flight, you got to use Flighty. And it is 100% worth it to pay the $6 a month subscription and then cancel it after your flights. It, it just, there's so much information that it gives you about date changes, time changes, delays, is the plane changing, what's the route, Who like it, what, what is the exact model a plane is taking, you can put your seat number in, where's the plane coming from, did it arrive at the airport yet, when is it yet? I mean, it, it's fascinating. It's fantastic app, Flighty. You got it, you got to get it. But Flighty updated to use live activities. So I got to use that for the first time. I got to say, this is, this is a great feature. This is a great feature. So, I don't know. People were, someone was asking me today, what do you think about the dynamic island on the new iPhone? The island. Does it really do anything? I'm like, I don't know. This live activities thing, I just look at my phone, constantly has like my gate number in there. 
so that while I'm, while I'm using my phone in the airport, I can see the gate number all the, always at the top of the screen. That's, yeah, pretty, that's pretty cool. Nice. That's a nice, that's a nice little, you know, so right. by the way, my flight home was fantastic. You saw the photo I sent. Oh, you said it was empty, right? I get to the airport and I, and first thing I do, I always get there early. You always got to get there early. You always get there. Early. First thing I do is I, before I even go to the bathroom or get a snack or relax, I find the gate. I want to verify the flight is at the gate that it says. Yeah, me too. So I get there. I see it's there. And normally, you know how there's like a ton of people packed around each gate, you know, not a lot of people, but I'm like, whatever, maybe they're coming later. I go, I, you know, I play on my iPad. I watch a, a movie or a TV show episode, whatever. I come back, you know, as we get closer to like the, the time that the plane's going to leave, there's nobody. You know how there's usually a long line at the gate? There's nobody. Yeah. People are just walking on. I'm like, oh, that's great. And, I, and I actually started, I actually got nervous. I got, I started to wonder. I'm like, I know that would, that would I, freak me out too. Am I so late that like basically everyone's already boarded and we're on like last call? So yeah, I yeah. asked, I'm like, do I have time to like go pee real quick? Like before the girl's like, yeah, you got like 20 minutes. I'm like, I got 20 minutes. Oh boy. Look at that. So, so, you know, so I go to the bathroom, I come back and I'm like, I'm going to sit here another 15 minutes. I'm not, I'm not getting on the plane until I have to. I don't know what it's like in there. I don't want to get stuck on that thing, you know, just, in, you know, just in case, I don't know what's going to happen. So I sit there until they're like, all right, you know, really, you know, last, you know, not last call. I didn't wait till absolute last call, but I was like, you know, we're really bored and everybody now, everybody can come along. I'm like, all right, you know, 10 minutes till flight's about to take off. I'll, I'll get on the plane. I, and, and I ask, I'm, well, I'm getting, I'm like, I go, it, what, what's going on here? Is, is the flight empty or what? what? She, she's like, yeah, it's pretty empty. I'm like, can I can I change my seat? Can I get a window seat? She's like, you have to get on the plane, talk to the talk to the flight attendant. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> I look at the plane. There's nobody there. There's like 30 yeah. people on right. the plane. I'm just like, this sit, sit down wherever. I'm like, this is fantastic. So I I get on the plane. I go, oh my god, it's empty. I turn to the flight attendant. I go, can I? can i change seats <laughs> she's yeah. she's like yeah no problem I'm like can i get a window seat she's like yeah no problem and then and so i'm standing there at the the front of the at the front of the plane next to the next to the pilot's cabin right and i and i look at the front row and i look at the front row window seat is empty i go can i sit in that seat right there and she wow. goes no oh i go why not she goes i you have to stay in your zone I'm like, what the, mm. I'm like, what's my zone? She's like, let me see your ticket. I'm like, okay, well, so I'm in, I'm in like row 25F or whatever. Actually, I think that's a window seat. Oh, I had, I, I had like a middle seat, um, but I'm in like row 25. She's like, yeah, you got to stay in the back half. You got to be anywhere past 13. I'm like, <laughs> all right, whatever. So then, yeah. You know, so I sit in row 14. I sit in, I sit in 14F, and I have a window seat. It was fantastic. Wow. That's a great so, feeling. Yeah, I got to spread out. And then so I had a whole row to myself. And then this guy comes down and sits in the aisle seat next to me. I'm like, that's kind of weird, but like, okay, whatever. I still, we still got the middle seat and you know, no one's sitting in. And then as the flight starts taking off and he realizes like, oh, this is really it. He moved too. So I had a whole aisle, a whole row to myself. It was fabulous. I never get that lucky on a plane. Yeah, no, I've only ever had a couple flights where it isn't like completely jam-packed and you can yeah. spread out a little bit. It's like, it's a great feeling. Yeah, my flight there, it was not quite full, and I had a middle seat, and I was able to say, like, I sat down, because I was like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. It seems pretty full. So I sat down in my seat, 
And like before we took off, I was like, do you think I could like move up just one row where there's an aisle seat, just a little more room? And she was like, wait till we take off first. I'm like, all right, fine. And, that, and you know what? That's when I decided, you know what? I always get on the plane last. I try to be the last one on the plane. You know, mm-hmm. I want them to, I want them to close the door behind me is really right. what I want. I want to get on every plane. Like I'm in the third act of a romantic comedy, you there know? You and so I've decided from now on, I'm getting on the plane last. And if there's an, if there's an empty seat that I like, I'm just taking it. Worst they can say is you have to move. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing this. I'm not playing this game where I sit in my correct seat and then have to wait for takeoff to, to move, to be more comfortable. That's bullshit. I'm just going to sit That's where good. I want. If it, you know, for you. <laughs> I love this. this is oh, great. I'm I'm such a rebel. I'm gonna sit where I, I want. I'm on a on a, on a nearly full plane. What are the, what are they gonna do? <laughs> Very brave of you. This is um, this is me being rebellious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, that's awesome. This is how straight yeah, edge I, I am. This is this is the this is so this I is hate my everything about planes. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. They're terrible. Yeah. No, they're awful. I hate sitting on them. I hate waiting <laughs> for them. I don't. I I always hate when as soon as the seat belt um, light goes off when you land and it's okay f- to like get up. Everyone immediately stands up like they can go anywhere. I know. I know. Do you people do? We got we got like ten more minutes before we're out of here. <laughs> I know. Chill out. <laughs> I, I hate the people that are like they're in zone seven <laughs> and they're like we're boarding zone two right now and zone seven is standing like waiting for the line. I'm like, what? sit down. It takes yeah. 30 minutes to board this thing. I know. I, I hate everything about it. I know. Have you seen the CGP Grey video, the, the, the better boarding oh, yeah. method that airlines won't use? Yeah, that's a good yeah. video. Yeah, I, what I do is I, uh, I as it gets closer to, to, you know, the plane taking off, as it gets closer to the flight taking off, I go to the gate, I see the line, and then I pick a seat in the in the airport. I pick a seat where I can just watch the gate and I can just watch the line. And then I just sit there and I look at it. And then when there's like five to ten people left in the line, like to to clear their you know their check in whatever their ticket, and then get on the plane, that's when I get up and that's when I get in line. That's how I do it. That's smart. Why would I get on the plane before I have to? Yeah. Why Why would I be in this vessel, <laughs> terrible vessel? <laughs> I don't have to be in it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I get it if you have if you have a carry-on bag. Yeah, of course. I which I but I don't. So, insane. Yep. So Elon owns Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> how how do we how do we feel about this? <laughs> so, I've I've seen a lot of misinformation about this. And oh. I I say that, I say that because most of my like my knowledge on this and how this is going is coming from like a subreddit that I browse that is like has always been very anti Elon and they just like love to make fun of him. So like I think I think there's been a lot of like misinformation and and, and meme form just continuing to make fun of him and just like exaggerating how bad things are going. But if things were going well, I wouldn't be hearing about it this much. <laughs> This this is this like it, it it's a disaster. It's it's a disaster, and it's so annoying. It's so annoying that we have to deal with this now. Because if 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 it went smoothly and things were going well, no one would be talking about it. No right. one would care. 
Right. Oh, this this guy is just such an asshole. <laughs> How could anybody root for him? <laughs> I saw a great tweet that was like, well, it, it 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 harkened back to you know the old adage, which is every day on Twitter there is one main character, and the goal yeah. is to never be it. Right. Mm-hmm. That was said years ago by some genius. And someone made the point that, like, Elon bought Twitter and made himself the main character for every day. Like, why would right. he do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, terrible idea. Um, did you read? Um, uh, uh, Neelai Patel wrote a piece in the in the Verge. Uh, I think it was just called "Welcome to Hell, Elon" or something like. Yeah, <laughs> "Welcome to Hell, Elon." You know Neelai Patel. <laughs> No, he's the editor in chief of The Verge. He's a good follow on Twitter. I, you know, it, if you like, you know, tech and stuff like that. But like, um, yeah. So he wrote this piece. I'll read a little bit of it because it's it is it's so good. But the the whole thing is is worth re- reading, really. Um, but the the article is called "Welcome to Hell, Elon." In the subtitle, you break it, you buy it. And then the uh-huh. first the first sentence just says, "You fucked up real good, kiddo." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Twitter is a disaster clown car company that is dis- that is successful despite itself and there is no possible way to grow users and revenue without making a series of enormous compromises that will ultimately destroy your reputation and possibly cause grievous damage to your other companies. This is so true. I, I mean this is this is so true. This is exactly I mean Twitter is I don't know how anyone can run this company, which is in some ways like why Twitter should be a private company because it's like, how do you continuously grow that? It's too difficult. Whereas, because if Twitter is a private company, then they could theoretically just focus on making a good experience rather than constantly be focused on growth and shareholder value. But right. th- I mean, it's just, I don't know. This, this, are, this line too from Neelay Patel the essential truth of every social network is that the product is content moderation. And everyone hates the people who decide how content moderation works. Content moderation is what. Twitter makes it is the def- it is the thing that defines the user experience. It's what YouTube makes. It's what Twitter makes. It's what uh, Instagram makes. It's what TikTok makes. They all try to incentivize good stuff and disincentivize bad stuff and delete the really bad stuff. You know why YouTube videos are all eight to ten minutes long? Because that's how long a video has to be to qualify for a second ad slot in the middle. That's content moderation, baby. YouTube wants a certain kind of video and they create incentives to get it. That's the business you're in now. The longer you fight it or pretend that you can sell something else. Else, the more Twitter will drag you into the deepest possible muck of defending indefensible speech. And if you turn on a dime and accept that growth requires aggressive content moderation and pushing back against government speech regulations around the country and world, well, we'll see how your fans react to that. Anyway, welcome to hell. This was your idea. That is a fantastic. I mean, that, again, this is a piece of Neelai's article about this. It is right. so good. That's hilarious. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I like, I don't know why he bought, I don't know why he bought this. In some ways, again, I think it's good that Twitter is a private company, but I don't think he's the right person to own it. Um, Eight dollars a month to be verified is insane. Not just because you're charging for something that was previously free, but the idea that any asshole with a couple of bucks can now get a verified badge on Twitter. Like, did you see what happened this week with people pretending to be Elon? Oh yeah, Kathy Griffin. Not just Kathy Griffin. A ton of people. My oh, boy. Yeah, I know. I know it was a ton, but she was like the one people were most talking about. She was the big one, but my boy Griffin Newman from Blank Check, he got, he's banned. You know what I mean? Like, because he impersonated Elon Musk. Even though he said it's a parody, he still impersonated Elon Musk, banned. Like, 
crazy, crazy, crazy. And it's and it's so funny. He's like, oh, free speech. Comedy's back on Twitter. Oh, you hold on. You can't make fun of me. And then he's like, he's like mad that like pe- that like he's like, oh, people are going to be deceived and. Like he's acting like he's acting like oh I'm mad about this because I'm worried people are gonna think this is really me saying this. Well, wouldn't it be great if there was a way to like check like, some sort of right. verification process to verify that a person is who they say they? Wouldn't that be a good system? But no, now yeah. that's a thing you just pay money to get. Like every every part of this is insane. I, like this is it's. And then the whole idea of like, oh, he's going to, f- he fired like half the staff. And then like, they were like, oh, wait, hold on. We ne- actually need some of those people. Can we hire them back now? Like, that's crazy. I mean, it's crazy, 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 crazy. So th- this is, this is like one of the things of misinformation I saw that I don't know is true. Or, um, but I like the idea of it um, that he, he, like, he, he fired a bunch of people and uh, allegedly he fired um, like a lot of software people. And what he did was he like sorted them and ranked them based on like most code written. I heard this too, but I, I don't fired. Yeah. Fired the people who wrote the least amount of code. Again, don't know if this is true. Doesn't, doesn't make any sense. May, maybe he's smarter, but the, <laughs> the idea is believable and so funny because it's the exact opposite <laughs> of what you would want to do. Right, exactly. Again, yeah, that's true. I don't actually know if that's true. I, I saw that people joking about that and memeing about it. I, again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's true either. Um, but yeah, it does seem like. Well, then there was the thing where, and this this was true, where he said, "I want to bring in some Tesla engineers to review the Twitter's code." So uh, every single uh, programmer at Twitter print out like the last like 30 to 60 pages of code that you've written and I want to review and I'm, I'm going to review it. He did this on like day one. And then, so the Twitter programmers at least they start scrambling to figure out like, okay, what code have I written? Let me print it. I got to print it out now. What the hell? Now I got to figure this out. Okay. Let me, they scramble to do all this. And then they realize like, actually it's probably a really bad idea to have like huge parts of Twitter code that's supposed to be private and secret. Just have that printed out lying around somewhere. It's probably a right. bad idea. Go ahead and shred that. We're not going to review it, actually. Like, wow. What's go- and then there, did you see he posted misinformation like two seconds after buying Twitter? Did you see that whole thing? Maybe. I don't know. He, so he buys Twitter, and then like two days later, Nancy Pelosi's husband gets attacked in his home with by some psycho with a hammer, right? Mm-hmm. And and like beats him in the head, like crazy, crazy story. Okay, and so of course, like every politician has to come out and be like, "We condemn this violence, and this is not how we're supposed to behave." And like every politician has to has to do this whole thing, you know. And so it was just it was just like some like right wing psycho who like broke in, like where's Nancy? Like you know, and just like it was just, that's all it was. It was just you know, yeah. like okay, there's always going to be a psycho somewhere. Like this guy was probably radicalized by like crazy right wing. I think he was QAnon, like. That made him think that like Nancy Pelosi's like eating babies or whatever that bullshit is that they say on those weird parts of the internet, right? But anyway, so he gets radicalized. He's and he's a psycho, so he tries to kill Nancy Pelosi, and he ends up attacking her husband instead. But like, and and so so then Hillary Clinton tweets like, "I condemn this violence, and that's no good," or whatever she says. And then Elon, again, he bought Twitter like two days earlier. Elon responds to Hillary Clinton with an article, and he's like, "Might be a little bit more to the story, actually." And this article is from like a totally like not fact check like like known for misinformation website, where the yeah. guy and it's it's an opinion piece in some like psycho right wing like never fact check website on the internet. Like I'm not even gonna say news, but like 
And it's an opinion piece where the guy's like, I think actually the guy who broke in was Paul Pelosi's gay lover. And I think that's why he tried to attack him. I have no, I have no source on that. I just, that's just, that's just my oh feeling. My God. That sounds like something from like a Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, it was an opinion piece posted on some like wacko, you know, a website that pretends to be news but isn't. And Elon is like, this sounds credible. I'm going to send this to Hillary Clinton. And it, and, and, and of course, everyone jumped down his throat and was like, what the hell are you doing? So, because it's like insane. It, first of all, it's insane. It doesn't make any sense. It's not founded in evidence. Why are you, and like, and then someone found out that like this same website had like predicted that like Hillary Clinton had actually died and been replaced with a body double. So the people were dunking on him is like, Elon, according to your source, the person you're talking to is oh dead. Oh my God, it just gets funnier. But yeah, so like, yeah, so then, yeah, so then, um, People are dunking on Elon for this, so he deletes the tweet, and then all the all the uh, Elon bros are like, "Wow, he caved to the woke left mob." Wow, I thought you were cool, Elon. Like, God, he can't win. Like, why? Why so did he? Good. Why did he? It's so it's good, so right? Good. It's such good content. <laughs> God, it's hysterical. Um, what was the thing? Someone, someone sent this to me. I'll try and. I'll try and find this real quick, but before I do, um, another subject. So on 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 the issue of verifying the eight the eight dollars for the check mark. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I I don't know. So can I can I do this? Can I get the check mark for eight dollars? I believe so. It's part of okay. Twitter Blue. Okay. So okay, I didn't know, didn't know that. So one one thing that I always like never fully understood about twitter before is like i don't know why i couldn't be verified before like it it, it just the whole process of like twitter verification never made a lot of sense to me like how pe- people like uh remember when bob the rapper uh like became a flat earther and then <laughs> twitter unverified his account i was like i don't, I don't understand like it's it, it's it's still the guy <laughs> Does the check mark like it does the check mark imply some sort of credibility or something? Um, or does it just imply that you are who you say you are? So, and the pe- people like Dave Portnoy have massive followings on Twitter, but he's not verified probably because he said something stupid and lost the check mark at one point. So, I, I don't know that that always never made much sense to me. And I, but now it's even more ridiculous. Um, now, now, now that you would have to pay for it, because my now, now it's like, well, why would I pay for it anyway? I, I'm I'm still Stephen King. This is still Stephen King's Twitter account. I just right. don't have checkmark anymore. So who cares? Why would why why would I have ever paid for it? I mean, by the way, you know Stephen King's the reason it's eight dollars, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was going to be twenty, and then Stephen King complained, and Elon was like, "How about eight? But um, right? Yeah, no, it it's it's very strange. And um, you bring up a really good point, which is. Yes, verification was initially conceived as like to verify like high profile people to to confirm this is the real person. Yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. And and then at a certain point Twitter started giving more like certain controls and power to verified users, which you can make an argument that like okay, people who are verified are probably going to have lots and lots and lots and lots of followers, and so they probably want more levers to pull as far as what content they can see in their mentions and things like that. But you can also make an argument that, like, if people are getting, like, hate or threats or whatever, like, everyone should have access to those tools, not just people who are verified. Like, shouldn't everyone be able to say, please automatically filter out, like, 
people being shitty or insane in my mentions. Like for a while, that was a thing that was sort of like only behind the 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 gate of verification. And then I think they op- they did open that up. But yeah, it 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 is weird because that is how verification started. And it over time, it sort of became other things that allowed that like gave your account special access to things that like like whatever. And yeah, once they started like taking people's like verification away because of things that they did or behavior on the platform, that's where it really starts to feel like, well, then what is this then? Like, that's where it really starts to fall apart and not really make, make a ton of sense. Um, and, and then, and, and then now charging people and saying, well, anyone can get the check mark. All you have to do is pay for it. Like, that's another level of like, of like, then what is this for even? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very strange. I mean, um, but, but, even before now, the threshold to get verified was kind of high. Um, mm-hmm. Like, um, I was talking to my friend, one of my friends in Atlanta, and he was saying, oh, yeah, uh, my friend Marcus, you know, cosmonaut Marcus, he's complained. Like, why isn't he, or maybe not he's complained, but he has said, isn't it weird that I'm not verified? Um, or people have said to Marcus, why aren't you verified? Like, you've a pretty popular YouTube channel. Why can't you get verified? And it's because the requirements are like, you have to have like three recent news articles written about you from different places uh, in the last like six months or the last year or something to show that you were like a prevalent, prominent person. Uh, sorry, a lot of alliteration there. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so like you have to like prove it. Like, uh, like uh, Idub's wife, Anissa, she was recently trying to get verified and, and, she submitted articles that were written about her organizing creator clash and Twitter was like, no, these aren't like recent enough. Like they're all kind of about the same thing and they're not recent enough. We're not going to give you the verification. She, she was complaining about that. Um, but then Twitter at other times will do things like, cause I was talking about this with friends over, uh, at AWA and someone said, how come that sometimes I'll just go to a random person's Twitter account and they'll have like 500 followers but they're verified. How does that happen? Right. Like that's also yeah. weird. And that's also because what Twitter will do or or sometimes what they've done in the past is they will go to like a news outlet and they will say, give us the Twitter handles of all your journalists and we'll just verify them all. And that's mm-hmm. how you end up in situations where someone who's like a low level journalist, at, you know, that you've pro- that you've never heard of with only a thousand followers, they're verified. Well, it's because they are a journalist for the Washington Post or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It, it's always been a little bit odd how verification works. But this new thing, it just it totally it's like we're totally off the rails now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean that that's insane. Like who who would who who would pay for that? I just don't get it. Well, yeah, um, that's the then, other thing is that now it now if you have it after like six months or whatever, they said there will be a period where people who are already verified will keep it for free, but after a certain uh-huh. number of time, they, they'll have they they'll have to pay for it. So after a certain amount of time, it it will be like oh anyone who has a check mark, you fucking paid for the check. Why wow, you fucking loser right. idiot? Like now it will right. be like now oh, now so verification funny. because it has to be bestowed on you by the the Twitter gods. Right now, it's like ooh, sta- it's a status symbol, right? It's like you're right. special, but now yeah. it'll be seen as like you loser. You're paying for that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the complete opposite. It's it's you know it's it's the opposite of verification. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's insane. Um, I mean the the so I mean his his other point about like parody accounts. That doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, I guess we already kind of discussed that. Like, I mean, the way to get around that is to have the check marks in the first place. But like, <laughs> right? What, what hasn't that like? 
been like so much of like Twitter anyways, like Trump comedy nerd. Remember that? Like it was was a great account. I mean, so, so, so you have to explicitly say that you're a parody account in your bio or in your name or something or else you're going to get banned. Like that's stupid. But this is a, this is a, this is a comedy platform. (laughs) Yeah. Elon even said Twitter, uh, what, what did he say? Comedy is legal on Twitter again now, something like that yeah something like that and then people start doing comedy in the form of making fun of Elon he's like no 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 not like that right you know? right <laughs> it's like it's like it's like when people are like why can't you protest peacefully it's like okay i'll take a knee at a football game oh no don't do that. i don't like that no not uh, that not yeah, that yeah not not in that way no it's the same thing um it, yeah it's it's very strange like cuz cuz there's also there has also been a phenomenon of people who are verified um, because they're famous for another reason, they're an actor or whatever, and then they change their name and picture to someone else who's verified, and so it looks, it still looks like a verified account tweet to make fun of someone, and the only way you can tell is, you, oh, the username is not the real username. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. that's been, that's a thing that's happened, not, not, not as much as it happened with, you know, in the last week with Elon, but that's a thing that has happened multiple times over the last several years, and, you know, many parody accounts have been fine just being straight up parody accounts too, like Trump comedy nerd or whatever. So it, it, it real. I mean, I think the point that you're making without saying it, I'll just say it outright. The, what's happening is he is just butthurt. <laughs> right. <laughs> that people are making fun of him and decided to crack down on parody accounts. These have always been a thing and he never complained yeah, exactly. about it before. Yeah. I mean, I, I was reading like some comment threads on Reddit about about this exact topic, and but, I mean it's 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 not a great point, but it's a point that I I connect with a little bit. It's like this guy could be like on vacation, traveling the world, like ha- having sex with any any woman in the world, probably because he's rich, you know. <laughs> Instead, he's he's tweeting, he's he's tweeting, and he wants to be funny. And he gets upset when people don't think he's funny. Like what? What a what a what a waste of my life that would be. <laughs> oh my God, I mean, I, I don't fully agree with that point. Like it's 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 cool that someone that has money wants to do things. I just wish the things were a lot cooler. Well, that um, well that is part of what's interesting about it is that for the most part, Twitter up until now has been run by people who don't know or use or understand or care about Twitter. The ex- mm-hmm. the notable exception being Jack Dorsey, right? But but um, even him, like, what did what has what did Twitter really do under his? I feel like for so long Twitter just didn't do anything. It was like they didn't know what to do to their platforms. So they're like, we'll just leave it the same, I guess. Um, we'll just keep it. I guess I guess it's fine because we don't we don't know what to do. At least Elon is like, well, well I got some ideas. We can do stuff. Um, and yeah. it's also interesting that Twitter is now a private company owned by someone who actually does use it and really does. Well, maybe not understand it, but he really does use it. He is a user, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is not that is not something that can be said about previous about the previous management over at Twitter, right? So th- again, that is interesting, um, you know. And so th- there's there's reasons in this where you can you can I think you can sort of massage all these facts and be like maybe this will be okay. Um, you know, Twitter should be a private company. It should be run by someone who actually uses it. Like you can, you can massage all this and talk yourself into this is into the idea that this is going to be fine. You know, yeah. and and like, oh, Twitter previous management didn't do anything. At least Elon's going to make some changes that might not be good, might not be bad. You know, you know, we don't know, we don't know what they'll be, but like, at least, at least there's going to somebody's going to make some moves, and we'll see what happens. Like, 
you can put that on a positive spin uh, if if you want to do it, you know. But it's just like, but so far it just feels like it's been a mess. The other thing I wanted to mention about the verification is because we mentioned verified people changing their picture and name for, like for funny purposes is I think with the new verification system, if you change your name, like your display name, you will lose your verification status until they can like <laughs> recheck because you yeah. change your name, which in some ways is not insane that like, but like if they had made that rule from day one with the verification that like, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. It, it, but in some ways, like, no, changing your display name is part of Twitter. Like, when people do, like, a, a funny name as part of, like, this is the latest joke that's going around or, like, I'm, I'm changing it to something spoopy for Halloween. You know, people, like, it, yeah, changing yeah. your display name is part of Twitter. And I think the idea that, like, oh, if you change it, you know, then you, you have to lose your badge for a while until we check again. I think at this point it's kind of dumb. You know, yeah. I don't know, so... Yeah, it's um, it's a mess. I downloaded my Twitter archive um, just in case this whole thing just goes to complete hell in a handbasket. Oh yeah, I, I downloaded my Twitter archive today. I don't know if you've ever done that before. No, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, if you go to the Twitter settings, um, you can hit a button that says "Please download my archive," and and then it'll alert you in the app. It takes like a day, but like the next day you'll get a notification in the app. It's like, hey, your Twitter archive's ready, and you just go download it. Mine, because I've been on Twitter for like 12 years or something, and I have like 30 plus thousand tweets. Uh, mine is uh, like a gig and a half. Um, and it's, um, but it's like everything. It's, it's like everything your account has done. It's like everything, I believe it's like everything you've liked, uh, like all of your direct messages, that you've ever sent to like anybody it's like it's all of your tweets i believe it contains all the media that you've ever posted as part of your tweet mm. like it's everything that your account has like ever done like lists moments like oh even ads is in here wow wow yeah like it's it's all the inf- everything about your account uh including edited version of your tweets it says that wow wow muted accounts mm. lists likes yeah, and you can like, and you can put in like a search range from like, okay, I want to see like what did I post like you know May eleventh in you know twenty fifteen, and see what I you know see what I said you know what I mean like you yeah. can do that. Um, so it's uh, it's pretty cool to like have a local copy of everything you've ever posted on Twitter just in case the whole thing explodes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, la- last thing on this subject. This this is the tweet that I was trying to find earlier. Okay. Um, okay. So this is a tweet from Elon Musk, April 27th. For Twitter to deserve public trust, it must be politically neutral, which effectively means upsetting the far right and the far left equally. Here's a tweet from Elon Musk 10 hours ago. To independent-minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is democratic. <laughs> a, a completely stupid opinion <laughs> alongside complete hypocrisy it's it's unbelievable yeah um he's not a smart guy that's the no, vibe no. that i get from him i'm sorry like I, it's like oh god it's like you, you want to believe that there's something to this guy because he because he got where he is you know like some he had to make a few good decisions you know along the way 
but Ryan's like, you look at all this, and I'm like struggling to see what they were. I don't how we know. Got here. I think, I think, uh, he fell. I mean, first of all, he fell ass backwards into money in the form of his father owns like an emerald mine in yeah, South yeah, yeah. Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and then he, you know, he had, so he had money from that. He knew the right people. You know, it's a lot of it is who, you know, and like, you know, yeah, he made some money from like, I don't know, in some ways, in some ways it does, it does sometimes seem like he has this, this is a point that Marco made on ATP last week, but like, he does seem to have this pattern of like coming into a company that is not being run well or failing and taking it to great heights. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is what he did with Tesla. He came into yeah. Tesla. He just bought the whole thing. He ousted the other founders of the company. Somehow got himself listed as like a co-founder. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um. And then and now look at Tesla. Like they're doing well. Same, I think similar with SpaceX. Right. He I don't think he founded SpaceX either, but he came in and started. You know. Um. And also both Tesla and SpaceX companies that get government money. It would be really mm-hmm. interesting if. Elon found a way to get government money from Twitter now that he owns that too. Um, yeah. by saying like, hey, look, you know, it's this is the government this is a good, this is the public good, you know, it should be <laughs> that would be interesting. But um you know, it, it he does seem there it does seem to be a tendency of like there's a there's a failing or not very not company not doing very well as or as good as they could. He comes in, buys it, and then it takes off. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, there are lots of reports that it's prob- it's not good to work for him, and there are lots of people who have complained about oh, the yeah. working conditions at his companies. So, yeah, it, that. you know, it, it that's that raising more red flags though too. So it's like, I don't know. It, it, sometimes it it seems like maybe he seems like he knows something just because of what he's been involved in, and other times I'm like maybe he just knew the right things to buy and could hire the right <laughs> people. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Right. I don't know it, you know, and, and part of the problem is like, we do like to sort of deify people. We do like to, it, it, it is way easier to be like, oh, this one company. Yeah. That's that one guy. You know what I mean? Like kind of how everyone is like, oh, Steve Jobs, that's Apple. Like Apple is Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs is Apple and everything that Apple does is good is because of Steve and everything, all Steve's ideas are great. And that's why Apple's great. And it's like, yeah. And, you know, and of course I know way more about Steve Jobs than Elon Musk, but like, if you dig into some of Steve Jobs ideas, like some of his ideas were bad. Like he, like like most famously he didn't want the iPod to be used on windows he was like no no the iPod the iPod is mac only and they were like steve no one's going to buy this thing no one has a mac you got to make it so people can use windows like <laughs> right. and he and he and he fought 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 and finally he relented and then the iPod like blew like you know what i mean like yeah. you know so like it, it's just so you know so steve wasn't perfect either but people again do the same thing cuz it's just I don't know. It's easy. I think it's easier for people, for us to humans sort of tell ourselves the story of like, well, here's the one guy, this is what he owns. So I guess it's all him, you know? And I think that that's rarely, if ever true, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, and, and I think Elon Musk and Steve Jobs are similar. I think they're both, I think they're both great, like, like at like marketing, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I the difference is that I think Jobs was interested in marketing products Whereas Musk is interested in marketing himself, you know what I mean? Like the fact that yeah. he's cultivated like this fan base of like fanatics who will seemingly die for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like and and the way he's gotten people to sort of make all of his companies synonymous with like him, like you know that I guess he did a good job marketing himself and making it seem like he's the guy. 
Right. But I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's um so, I don't know. Anyway, are we are we uh we said everything we need to say about that? Yeah, there there will be lots more to oh. check in on this in the future. Oh, I'm sure. So anyway, so you're moving to Mastodon? What? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess there's some social media service called Mastodon and a bunch of people on Twitter are like, "Fuck this. I'm I'm going to Mastodon." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So has qu- microblogging features similar to the Twitter service. Yeah, so the interesting thing about Mastodon is that it's not one server. It's a bunch of servers. And so you pick what server you want to be on, and each server has, like, a different theme. And so, like, you can sort of get a timeline of, like, here's what all the people on the server are talking about. So I signed up for, like, Fostodon, which is, like, because a lot of the – because this this website – this Mastodon thing has been blowing up so much that it's like nobody can get on anymore. Like they're they, they're mm. inundated with like new signups. So wow. I so I found this one Fostodon, which is like it's a technology themed one because like the main generic ones were like we can't accept any more people right now. We're too full. So I was like, okay, I'll sign up for like a technology themed one. You know, so like that's kind of cool. And like, but what's cool is that you can follow anyone on on any server. You don't need to only follow people on the same server. You can follow people on any server. You know, so like you can follow people on other Mastodon servers um, and they appear in your feed, you know, so it, it, you know, it's, it's an interesting idea. Um, But I think the complexity of having to choose a server and how difficult it is to change servers later, which you can, but it's difficult, it's weird. You know, I think, I don't think anyone's actually going to use this. I don't think this seems like a high barrier to entry. Yeah, I don't think I don't think this this is really going to take off. Of course, I signed up because like I'm always like I want to see what people are, what's going on, what people are talking about. But yeah, yeah, I I don't uh, I don't I don't think this is really going to go anywhere. I think people are going to use this, and most everyone I follow is is like, oh, I'll use t- Twitter and Mastodon like simultaneously. I'll use them both, and I feel like that's going to last maybe a week, and then everyone will just be on Twitter, right? Because that's, yeah, that's, that's that's the thing is like is like I forget I forget where I heard this, but someone said this like, look, Twitter is like the New York City subway. You know what I mean? Like, it might be gross. It might be awful. It might not be fun. But ultimately, it gets me where I need to go. Yeah, and that's kind right. of true. Like, Twitter is like, it's where the internet's happening. It's like, it's where things are happening. So it's like, well, I want to I be where things are happening. I want to get to interesting places and see interesting things. I guess I got to take the subway. I guess I got to yeah, be exactly. on Twitter. All right. Last, last topic, maybe. Do we have time? Yeah, probably. You want to talk about this movie? What movie? Well, we got two options. We can either talk, we, and, and they're both the greatest movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we can either talk about The Shining, or we can talk about Weird, the Al Yankovic story. <laughs> Why don't we talk about Weird, the Al Yankovic story? Okay, can I, can I, just, can I just say about The Shining real quick? Sure. It was really good. You were right. It's a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. My question to you is, do I watch Dr. Sleep now? Is that a good movie? That is a good movie. Okay, so I should watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that movie. It's um, it's Mike Flanagan, so it's another like great horror person. Yeah, you love um, him. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, it's honestly like a movie I really enjoyed in theater, and I haven't like hasn't really stuck with me. I haven't thought a lot about it since, but oh, gotcha. Okay. I, I, there were a lot of good decisions in that movie that I remember liking. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. It's not, not like a must watch or anything though. Okay. Yeah. I, I heard, I heard some people 
like when it first came out, I think some people were kind of down on it, and in the and like in the last re- like recently, I've heard people being like, you know, the movie's not as bad as people say. It's actually a pretty good movie. Um, yeah, I like it. I've, but I've heard the director's cut is better. Do you know anything oh, about I, that? No, I, I didn't know about that, actually. Okay. I've heard the director's cut adds like an extra 30 minutes. It's basically like a three-hour movie, but I've heard it makes it better. So I'm, I'm mm. thinking maybe I'll watch the director's cut. Maybe we can get together and do that sometime. Yeah, maybe. Are you going to watch Room 237? Do you know about that? Is that the making of? Of The Shining? Yeah. Um, what is that? Is it a documentary no. about The Shining? What, what I've heard, it, I heard of it because they talked about it on Blank Check podcast. But what, what is it exactly? Yeah, it's it's a documentary about The Shining. Um, okay, I I <laughs> it's it it seems like it gets mixed reviews. Um, I I think it's interesting. One, it's like it's just a it's not even a doc. It's kind of a documentary. It's it's just like a lot of people talking about theories on like what the movie's about and like breaking down certain scenes and like things going on in the background of the movie and the message. Of, like it's all people talking about that stuff and some of the stuff they're saying I think is interesting. The other reason I think it's a, an interesting watch is it's like a good non-consequential example of conspiracy theory in action. <laughs> It's like the, these these people will just like attribute meaning to anything and and like come up with a crazy theory based on it and like like some of the theories that they have I'm like you know I I think I think that was probably intentional and yeah. maybe there's some underlying message there and then there's other stuff that is just completely off the walls um, so I I think if if I mean I, I'm a huge fan of the movie so like it was interesting to me to watch it um, so I would recommend it but it's not like not mandatory or anything yeah i mean they, they, i mean apparently it, it's got 94 percent rotten tomatoes it's got an 80 out of 100 on metacritic so apparently it is it is liked they recommended it on blank check podcast too all right so maybe maybe, yeah. maybe i will check it out all right all right um yeah no i i didn't really i wasn't sure we really want to talk a lot about the shining what is there to say everything in the world's been said about that movie already what are we going to add to that discussion um oh i, I don't know i got i got i got plenty to say <laughs> anyway but yeah, I liked it. Great movie. Uh, my, it was my first time watching it. Really enjoyed it. Um, let's talk Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched this basically at the same time, which I thought was fun. Right. I mean, like I logged yeah, this yeah. on Letterboxd, and then like 10 minutes later, I saw you had also logged it like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Did, right. So you watched it as part of movie night with your friends? Yeah, yeah. We do like a digital movie night on Sunday sometimes. Oh, that's fun. How did you, so how did you do, you just all synced up at the same time? Yeah, yeah. We all We all just like, hop on and chat for a few minutes and then say like all right let's start it now do you are you in voice call when you are watching no 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 do you text during the movie no we just hang up and then re recall when when it's over and what are you using to do this discord messenger messenger so it's a voice group call messenger yeah yeah gotcha gotcha and would would you watch it on roku channel Mm -hmm. i downloaded the app and how is is it easy to use uh no, <laughs> um, I had to. I had to download the Roku app, create an account, watch the movie on mobile, and then airplay it to my TV. Oh, that is annoying. Yeah. Oh, that is really annoying. I, I'm, yeah, I'm sort great. of. I'm sort of giving away that I may, maybe, perhaps, did not watch this on Roku channel. May, you know, as, but as we all recommended. <laughs> That, that was really funny. Someone was like, how can I watch this in Australia? And he was like, I don't know. I, there's probably a torrent of information about how you could yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, that, that, that was, was really fun. Um, 
but uh yeah I, I like obviously i wanted to watch it on roku channel and support them but i was just like that feels like it's going to be a nightmare to do that i just want to watch the movie <laughs> Right. Ultimately, it was way easier to find a copy that fell off the back of a truck. So mm-hmm. we watched it. Um, I watched it with my roommates. You watched it with uh, y- your friends in a big group watch. Um, r- really surprised at how good that movie was. Yeah, I, was, I don't know. I, I, I that like met expectations for me. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was going to be good. I think because I I I know I've seen Weird Al's first movie back in '89. I I didn't see it back then. Obviously, I wasn't born yet. But I, I saw UHF. I've seen it uh, several times, and I th- I think it's one of those movies that like it's probably not great. I don't know that that holds up. You know, um, it's probably fine, but like probably not great. So I was so I was just sort of nervous. Tyler, yeah, I have bad news. What? I haven't been recording. That's okay. Okay, I thought that was okay, but I just wanted to make sure. We'll figure it out. Should I should I start recording? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> one time in sixty six tries, I forget to record. Yeah, yeah, one out of sixty seven is not bad, right? Um, yeah. So anyway, I guess I just I was I was expecting it to be not amazing, and I was kind of worried that like maybe some of the people tweeting about it were like, well, they got an early screening, so they had to say it's not like I don't know. I got I got like I got nervous about it, like, but um. Yeah, no, that was it was really good. It was really good. It was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I did too. Um I I god, I mean it's it's especially it's like I, I feel like I know more about him than most people. Um so like there there were like a, a few like good references in there that I feel like maybe not everyone would have caught. Um and just just as like it's just such a good parody of the the biopic genre because in, in a way that is like it is one of the most like wash wins wash wait wash rinse repeat yeah like storylines you could make in a movie um and the way that he does he just goes through the motions of that it like makes fun of it while he's doing it like when there, there's always the scene where it's like the parents don't support right and, and the and like <laughs> the the mom literally says it's like we just wish you could be or we wish you could just stop loving everything that you love and not be yourself. Like, <laughs> right. That's, 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 that's like what it's like in every single one of these movies. <laughs> right. That's, um, and that's where, that's where like, it, that's one of those, that's one of those things where it's like, Oh, this is very on the nose, but it's like, yeah. th- that's the joke is that right. like, this is basically the subtext of what every other biopic is. Anyway, we're just yeah. saying it directly. Like, right. th- th- that's the joke. Like, so, yeah, no, it was um, it was really good, and then it was, and then it, the 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 thing that that I thought was brilliant was the whole idea that like, oh, eat it's an original. Like, I'm doing original yeah, songs, that was I'm coming great. up with the song "Eat It." Michael Jackson's doing a parody. What people are going to think that I didn't like? That is right. so funny to do that kind of like revisionist history in, I, in I, this movie. I thought the joke was going to be, or not, not even the joke. I I just thought like, uh, I guess it's a joke. I thought he was trying to like distance himself from michael jackson in the in the movie yeah that was my uh, and thought i thought i thought it was so funny that it's it's the opposite of that it's that no my song came out first right right no that is that is so funny um yeah I, yeah and and in some ways it still kind of works to like distance from the michael jackson thing because it because in some ways you could 
you could say like, oh, well, Weird Al kind of built his career off Michael Jackson, who now we know maybe wasn't the coolest guy. You know what I mean? And uh, and now it makes it – this movie makes it look like, oh, no, the only reason Michael Jackson's famous is because of me, Weird Al. <laughs> right, right, exactly. He <laughs> reverses it. Um, the guy from the Jackson 5? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of lot of good, a uh, lot of good little jokes and stuff about like Weird Al's career and stuff. It's funny. At one point, we were watching it. Alex turned to me, and he goes because they were doing the bit about like, oh, I'm writing an original song for once. And he goes, "Does Weird Al have any originals? Does he have? He, has he ever actually done an original <laughs> song?" And I and I had and I and I told him, I'm like, you know, Matt and I just went to a concert. <laughs> Yeah, where yeah. he only played originals that's how many originals right. he has <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah that was um that was funny too because I, I i thought when he said oh i'm gonna write originals now i thought oh we're gonna hear a, one of his original songs no we're still gonna hear the parody, yeah. but they're gonna pretend there that's so good and Ev- right. how about evan rachel wood as madonna i mean she was she's fantastic yeah no she was great um i i, w- I was shocked at just like well uh, shocked and not shocked about um like how many celebrity cameos there were in this movie? Oh, everybody's in it. Me, no, I was I, surprised yeah. too. And I, I was I was talking to another friend about this um, a little while ago. He's also a pretty big Weird Al fan. Um, and I, I I had mentioned to him um, that like on on his Doors song Craigslist, he he has like the organist from the original band the doors play on that song like right. it's the same guy <laughs> right and and the, the comment that he made um applies to this situation as well of like him just being able to get so many celebrities to show up and be a part of this low budget movie he my friend said to me he's like that, that that that's how far being a nice person will get you in life like oh my God, by all so accounts true. By all yeah. accounts, he is just like a really great guy that everyone loves to be around. So he probably calls like all these people out, like, "Hey, you want to be in this movie for me?" Yeah, sure, I'd love to. That sounds great. Yeah, it's also like a very low budget movie. I mean, yeah, Wikipedia yeah. has the budget listed at eight million dollars. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. a ton of these people, you know, like Jack Black and Lin Manuel Miranda, Conan, yeah, Conan O'Brien. I didn't even recognize him. I had to look it I up. I know, I know. It but looks like insane. I'm sure all these people were like, "Oh no, I just want to be in it. I just want to like, right? You know, right?" Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Akiva Schaefer as Alice Cooper and Yorma, Yorma in it as Pee Wee Herman is so funny. Dimitri Martin's in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Emo Phillips is in it. Yeah, no, it's it's great. He even got Michael McKean, the guy from Spinal Tap. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Josh Groban as a waiter. I'm like, that is the most I bizarre. I was so like, weird. I wasn't exp- like, I know, like, I follow Weird Al close enough. I'm like, I sort of have an idea of like who he's friends with. Didn't yeah. expect Josh Groban to like want to be <laughs> yeah. in the movie or will he be willing to be in the movie and then just play a waiter? Like, that's so I know, funny. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> no, it's it's really good. No, all the casting is great. It's it's really funny. Um, and uh, yeah, no, that's a really good point. That's like it, like it, it's amazing how far being nice will will get you. It it reminds me of the story of when he wanted to do a parody of Money for Nothing. Uh, he wanted to do a pair, you know, uh, Dire Straits, Money for Nothing, and he mm-hmm. wanted to, he wanted to do a Beverly Hills, um, what, what is it, the Beverly Hills Hillbilly? He wanted to do a parody yeah. about, about that, and so he reached out to Dire Straits, and he gets in touch with Mark Knopfler, the the guitarist, I think, and um, he says, "Can I? Can I just want to make clear this with you? I want to do a parody of your song." And Mark Knopfler says, "Okay, well, you can do it, but I want to play guitar on it," <laughs> and like. 
And and Weird Al was like, uh, okay. And and he said what was funny is that uh, Weird Al's own guitarist, uh, Jim West, had already laid down the guitar track for the song. They already oh, started working funny. on it. And yeah. and he said Jim's guitar track sounded closer to the original song than when Mark Knopfler came in and did it because Mark That's Knopfler hilarious. had like been on the road and doing tour and he played this song a thousand times and so he was like kind of loose with it and it wasn't exactly perfect so like it actually didn't sound as close to the original but they were like but it's Mark Knopfler. You got you to you gotta, yeah, keep it. it. You got to let him yeah. do it, you know. So like, yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. Like just being a good guy like can really I, – I do think there is something to that that idea that like you can actually get pretty far. Um, like again, all of show business and being in Hollywood is a lot of luck and it, it it's it's mostly luck, let's be honest. And you got to have talent too. But like you I, – I do think like you'll get farther – if you're an, if you're a nice person, because like right. ultimately at the end of the day, people like working with nice people. You know what I mean? Like you will just yeah, have yeah, more exactly. friends and get more jobs if you're just a cool, nice, chill guy. And by mm. all accounts, Weird Al is like the nicest guy in the world, and like not some like wacky bouncing off the walls guy, but like you know he's like normal. He's like kind of shy and introverted. Like and he's right, just a super right. nice, very polite guy. Like yeah, I was reading. I was reading a. A piece that was written about him not too long ago, and um, even even his wife was saying like he doesn't curse, he doesn't raise his voice, and his wife was saying like sometimes I'll even say like, "Honey, it's just us. Just say a curse word. Like no one else is around." He's like, "No, I don't want to." Yeah, like that's that's so like funny. that's like he's just such a normal guy. It's great, which is also why the biopic is so funny because it's such an outrageous version of his life. <laughs> oh, I know, it's insane. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I'd recommend it. I'd recommend it. Yeah, me too. I thought I thought Daniel Radcliffe was good. The the en- the ending, I never saw coming. <laughs> no, I never saw that. I, let's not spoil it. But the ending yeah. is like is like oh, that's hysterical. That's so funny. Right. right. And uh, yeah, Radcliffe is great as as Weird Al. And also, I I at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. It's not like Daniel Radcliffe singing. And then I realized, like, wait, that's what they do in all these. Bo- that's another way they're like taking the piss out of these biopics is, mm. and, and making fun of it is like they never have the actors sing or they usually don't have the actors sing right they they, they had the actors sing in rocket man um, right that's kind of the exception i think yeah i mean i guess i haven't seen a lot of these biopics i'm trying to think i mean queen bohemian rhapsody obviously that's yeah. freddie mercury yeah straight out of compton i don't remember i feel like it's nwa I don't know. I guess I haven't seen a ton of others. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the Elvis one. I, like, yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't know about all of them. But um, I think. I think in general, that's sort of one of the things is like that the the actor never does the singing, so it's like yeah. Um, you know, they wanted to kind of make fun of that and be like, yeah, it's obviously not Daniel Radcliffe's voice. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought. I thought they used to uh, sound alike, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think so. I, that, that's got to be like one of the hardest voices to impersonate. Yeah, that's true. It, that is that is really difficult uh, to do a, a, a Freddie Mercury impression. That must be impossible. Yeah, I'm not saying anything about like. Yeah, maybe maybe I, maybe I misheard that somewhere. But yeah, I would recommend Weird, the Al Yankovic story. It's on the Roku channel, which is free. Are there is it, are there ads? In, do they insert ads in the movie on so, Roku channel? I thought there were going to be ads because when I started pressing play, it had like a few dots in the timeline. That usually means ad breaks. But right. 
I think every time I got to the ad break, the this my screen just went black for like half a second and then it just picked up. So I got I got lucky. You know, I think that's I you know, I watched it um a different way and it just seem it just kind of seems like that's the movie. Is that like oh, sometimes maybe. the movie like fades to black and then you know, it's just half a second, you know, half a second of black and then it goes to mm-hmm. the next scene. So yeah. you know, it that makes me think that, you know, oh maybe that's just how the how the movie is and that or you know, or maybe they thought, oh well, can you put in some black parts where we can slide in an ad break if we want to later yeah, yeah, or something? Exactly. Maybe you know, maybe they did that and that's how they kind of mm-hmm. built the movie. But even if you watch it without that, like it's a little bit odd that that editing choice if it wasn't mm. done just for ads. Um, yeah. Although even if it was, like there should be a way. To, it might be nice if you could get rid of it, but yeah, right, but right, like exactly. like even watching it like just without ads or without any expectation like it it plays pretty much fine like it's you know mm-hmm. it, it yeah. doesn't really take you out of it too much yeah no i agree um yeah mo- movie goes places i never expected it to go which was a delight <laughs> yeah there was one point where i was like may is this going too much is it is it going too far and then i was like wait but that but that's all these like rock star like that's how that's that's the joke is that their lives are out of control this is right. just this is just going more out of control as part of the part of the bit and i love that they, they play it like 95 percent straight you know what i mean like only once in a while do they sort of wink at you you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly i kind of i kind of like that yeah they did a good job yeah i don't know I, I was pretty confident in that movie the whole time it's it just seemed like they had the recipe <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh that was that was worth a watch for sure 